On first down, the handoff to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10. He's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, And he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. How's it going, Colts Nation? Welcome back to the Bring the Juice podcast. I am your co-host, Derek Larger. Joining me today is our friend, Andrew Thompson. Andrew, how are you today? Doing quite well, uh, Derek. I almost called you Cody there for a second. <laughs> um, I'm doing well. It's been a while since you and I have done a podcast together, and yep. and I think uh, today's topic is is one that's going to um, really excite a lot of our listeners, and so I'm ready to go. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, yeah, today is an, another uh, part in our series, uh, breaking down each position, and today we're going to be talking about the linebackers. So yeah, there's going to be a lot of uh, controversy in here, I'm sure. Um, there's going to be a lot of uh, debates and a lot of good talk from this position because, you know, the Colts are now having one of the best young group of linebackers in the NFL at this point. So there's a lot of great things to talk about here with these guys. Uh, and first, the person you have to obviously start with when you're talking about the Colts linebackers is Darius Leonard. Because, I mean, what else can you say about this guy? 284 combined tackles. And his first two seasons has over 13 takeaways as as just simply just interception sake, but interceptions and fumbles. But this kid is just absolutely insane. Um, everyone's kind of heard of the uh, little incident that uh, Darius Leonard uh, had at a Chipotle earlier uh, this week. But of course, we're really not going to get into that. That's already been talked about. But yeah, Darius Leonard uh, has obviously had a Hall of Fame start for the Indianapolis Colts so far in his first two years. Uh, I mean, seriously, the amount of disrespect he still gets from the media, uh, despite the numbers he's putting up, is absolutely insane. Um, This guy is definitely exactly what they name him, the maniac. I mean, he really is a maniac on the field. I mean, he is everywhere makes a lot of great plays. This is probably the best, one of the best picks that the Colts, if he continues on the rate that he's at, could go down as one of the best picks that the Colts have ever made in their history. Uh, And that's saying a lot coming from, you know, someone like me that's, you know, only in his third year now of being a linebacker for this team. And he's already starting to look like this. Uh, Andrew, Break down Darius Leonard a little more for me. What what can you say about this young player that is just off to a Hall of Fame start? I mean, he sort of took the words right out of my mouth, Derek. He's off to a Hall of Fame start. One and two, he's he's a he's a superstar. Um, and you're right, he doesn't get the credit that he so rightfully deserves. I'm looking at his had his stats here. Pardon me. In just his first two seasons alone, this guy's got a hundred. I'm sorry, 284 total tackles or combined tackles, and he's got 12 sacks, seven interceptions, and a touchdown. I mean, that's just ridiculous. And and for you know, I, I've seen as of within the last few weeks a couple of different uh, NFL groups that have listed linebackers at, at, that are considered top tier uh, within their respective divisions. 
And I haven't seen much of Darius Leonard outside of maybe the top five. And in my opinion, I think he's a top three linebacker. I think he's right up there with, with Bobby Wagner and what would have been a Luke Keekley had he not retired. Uh, I think Devin Bush is up and coming for the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. Um, there's just maybe a couple of other guys that I'm missing, but Darius Leonard is a true, true superstar uh, at the linebacker position. And I think he's going to be uh, quite the player for, for many, many years. Yeah. And I mean, I- I'm going to be honest. I would probably put Darius Leonard over Bobby Wagner, to be honest. I know that Bobby Wagner's obviously Bobby Wagner's more of the inside linebacker. So it's different position necessarily. It's same group, but you know, obviously Darius Leonard's more of an outside linebacker, but I would rate Darius Leonard over Bobby Wagner just due to the fact that there's just the way he creates turnovers. That's what I think is different to me. Bobby Wagner obviously has some turnovers and that he's created, but Darius Leonard just does it on a whole nother level when it comes to these linebackers. I mean, you already said your top three there, uh, Andrew, with Devin Bush and uh, Bobby Wagner. I mean, I'm putting Darius Leonard at number one right now just because of his ability to make tackles and create the turnovers the way he does. Would you put Darius Leonard at number one or are you putting somebody else or another person above him? That's a great question, Derek. Um, you know, honestly, now that I think about it, I, I wouldn't put him above Bobby Wagner. Uh, honestly, I think Bobby Wagner just for uh, commodity's sake or because he's a proven commodity in this league. And that's not to say that Darius Leonard isn't really close to getting there, but he's only been in the league two years, whereas Bobby Wagner's been in for, I think, five or six. And so he's got more years under his belt. Um, his stats are going to be a little bit better. Uh, do I think Bobby Wagner is an overall um better linebacker than Leonard in terms of physical traits uh, and, and overall playmaking ability. And as you mentioned, with the ability of Darius Leonard in terms of being able to, to cause turnovers, especially in times of need. Uh, no, I don't think he's quite that. But I think right now, just because, like I said, uh, of how long he's been in the league, I have to put Bobby Wagner just slightly ahead, ahead of Leonard. All right. I got you. Yeah, that, that makes that makes a little sense. That makes a little sense. Uh, let's go to another linebacker with the first name, Bobby, but he's on the Colts, Bobby Okariki, uh, the future Hall of Famer, as Pat McAfee would say. Uh, Bobby Okariki this last season was another gem for the Indianapolis Colts, um, and PFF actually graded him as the highest graded linebacker in the second half of the season uh, the highest graded rookie linebacker in the second half of the season. I mean, that's how good Bobby Okariki was playing last season. And we, we saw a bunch of plays where he made some good stuff. You know, you saw in the uh, Jacksonville game, the second game that we played Jacksonville in Indianapolis, Bobby Okariki had himself a bunch of plays there a uh, couple times later in the season when we played the Titans and he had a couple good plays there, uh, Bobby Okariki just again looks like a great compliment to Darius Leonard because he's a lot like him. He's actually a little bigger than Darius Leonard, actually quite a bit bigger than Darius Leonard, but yet still has very good speed and power to complement that. And he has great instincts, good open field uh, tackling ability. I've seen it a bunch of times. Uh, a lot of people are wondering, you know, whether or not Bobby Okariki is coming to take Anthony Walker's spot. And 
for that second linebacker spot, which we're going to talk about here in a second for Anthony Walker. But I mean, Andrew and Bobby Okariki showed a lot of promise uh, this first year. What do you expect from him in his second year? Well, I think he's certainly somebody to uh, keep your eye on there, Derek, for a lot of the reasons that you just mentioned. He came in, I think, and honestly, as a third round pick, I didn't really, I knew he was going to be, or had the chance to be, I should say, a quality player for the Colts, but I didn't think he was going to play as well as he did. Uh, he had drawn comparisons to Darius Leonard prior to coming out of Stanford. And as you mentioned, I'll just list off a couple of quick stats. He had 65 combined tackles, 17 assisted. And then, as you mentioned, with the Titans came, Derek, he had that one sack and played quite well against Jacksonville as well, as, as you also mentioned. And so I think when you look at a guy like Bobby Okereke, who, as you mentioned as well, um, has drawn comparisons to Darius Leonard in terms of his physical traits, I think he's somebody to really kind of keep your eye on. It'll be interesting because Anthony Walker sort of plays that that Mike linebacker position. And I think Bobby Okariki has a really good opportunity uh, to potentially challenge Walker for that position. And so it'll be a really interesting battle between those two come training camp. And I think Okariki has a potential star written all over him. All right, so let's talk about my guy Anthony Walker here because this is the biggest debate that everyone's having is – we're having that issue now where a lot of people are starting to doubt Anthony Walker. Now, here's the thing. Not many people have been able to give me an argument as to why Bobby Okariki should take Anthony Walker's spot outside of this reason. That we're thinking in terms of if the Colts decide to start going with a lot more nickel packages where you're having five secondary guys out on the field at once and you're in a forefront so, therefore, you're only going to have two linebackers. And, therefore, Bobby Okariki is a slightly better option because Bobby Okariki is more athletic, he's quicker, he has a better instinct in coverage. So, therefore, he is able to, you know, be a better option per se in these nickel packages that the Colts decide to go with more of these in the future. But... Let's just kind of get away from that. I mean, Anthony Walker's stats are absolutely phenomenal. If it wasn't for Darius Leonard being on the Colts, then Anthony Walker would be the premier guy, and he looks like the part two. His tackle numbers have always been good. Last two seasons has had over 100 tackles each of the last two seasons. And not to mention, he does create an occasional turnover, does have a few sacks under his belt, he is the leader in the middle. Darius Leonard even goes on Twitter all the time and says, y'all keep sleeping on this man because you guys just keep seeing Bobby Okariki and you see what he's potentially capable of. Y'all forget what Anthony Walker is about. Anthony Walker is, in my opinion, a top 25 linebacker in this league. And it's no, it, there's no question. I would even say he's probably top 20 if you actually want to go that deep into it, because when you look at the numbers sake, the numbers kind of back that up. But I mean, th there's just so much disrespect towards Anthony Walker. It's sad that we're seeing so many people say we want to let Anthony Walker go because we know that next year obviously is going to be a contract year for him. So we're, we're going to have to think about how much are we going to have to pay him in order to keep him in Indianapolis? Cause you know, you'd look at what is a top 20 linebacker make and most of the top, you know, most of the top 10 guys make around anywhere from, 
I think Joe Schobert was actually like the seventh or eighth highest paid linebacker, and he's making uh, nine and a half million a year. Um, I mean, Anthony Walker, I imagine a guy like Anthony Walker is not going to demand a ton of money. And I think he's happy in the system that the Colts are in right now. I mean, he provides great stability. Darius Leonard even says that Anthony Walker is the reason I get to play the way I do. That's a good thing to hear. That means he's the leader in the middle and he's allowing the best playmakers to make the plays that they do. So, Andrew, I haven't heard your perspective on Anthony Walker, I don't think, in a while. Um, Do you think that it might be time for the Colts to potentially move on from Anthony Walker? Or do you think Anthony Walker is a guy that the Colts absolutely need to make sure they keep on this roster? Well, that's a great question, Derek, and I'll start that off by answering it in, in two parts. And I think the Colts have a really big decision on their hands after the 2020 season because I think, as you mentioned, the numbers sort of back up the fact that Anthony Walker could be considered among the NFL's top 20 linebackers. Uh, there's no denying that. I'm looking at those here. The numbers that you just mentioned, I won't say them again, but he's certainly uh, in contention with that there. And then secondly, you have to look at it, at least well, let me say you should – I look at it from a perspective of rather of the fact that Anthony Walker was picked in the fifth round. I think a lot of people forget that he was a fifth round pick and typically that five to seven range in terms of draft picks don't really make NFL rosters or if they do, they're usually kicked to the practice squad. So Anthony Walker obviously caught somebody's eye uh, back in 2017. And I will, what I will say, Derek, I know you already mentioned this, but in 2017, he only had 22 combined tackles. And in the last two years, he's had over a hundred. He's more than tripled. His tackle totals, uh, both in 2018 and 2019, from 2017, from his rookie year. So I think the Colts, like I said earlier, have a big decision uh, when it comes to Anthony Walker. I think that Anthony Walker makes Darius Leonard and Bobby Okariki better and vice versa. I think, honestly, the Colts have one of the better linebacking tandems in football. There's no question about that. And the other thing, too, Derek, that I forgot to mention, just real quick here, Anthony Walker's 24 years old. He's 24. I mean, he's 24 right. years old. He's a proven commodity, okay? He's been a phenomenal, phenomenal player for you. Um, and as you mentioned, he has the occasional sack and turnover, uh, just as Darius Leonard and Okariki have, have shown as well. And so he's got that instinct too. And I think I don't. I, I think for the right price, the Colts should strongly, strongly consider keeping Walker around for the long haul. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm glad that you had the same view on that one as me because, I mean, it – I know a lot of people on, you know, social media are saying I-, I want to keep him. It's just a matter of, you know, why do we want to stunt uh, Bobby Okariki's development? I mean, we don't have to stunt Bobby Okariki's development, but uh, while still keeping Anthony Walker, Anthony Walker helps these guys in so many ways. All right. So let's move on to a couple of backups here. Uh, I think we got about two or three names here that we can have, uh, Let's talk first, Zaire Franklin. Uh, Zaire, who's mainly been a special teams kind of guy, has had a few snaps here and there that you know get that he gets every now and again. Zaire is mo- mainly the special teams guy, uh, somebody that you just try to get into some kind of rhythm there. But Zaire Franklin, to me, is interesting because he's got a couple other guys below him that I think could uh, top him in the depth chart, which somebody we're going to talk about here in a second, but I like Zaire Franklin. I just think sometimes he has the, uh, 
I think he just sometimes gets lost out there on the field sometimes. Uh, and that's fine. That's just what happens sometimes with uh, linebackers right now. But uh, Andrew, what do you think about Zaire? Is he, is he in trouble with his roster spot right now at being only on special teams? Or what do you think about what's your opinion on a guy like Zaire Franklin? Well, I certainly think that Zaire Franklin is, a, is the kind of player that creates quality depth for you. Um, and I say that to say this, Derek, when you have the kind of roster put together that Chris Ballard has put together over these last three years, this is something that Cody and I discussed in our last podcast. I'll be sure to check that out if you haven't already, by the way. But with Zaire Franklin, he's he's kind of more of a second, third string linebacker, as you mentioned, with his with his role on special teams. I wouldn't say that he's necessarily uh, in trouble um, or is that or that his spot is in jeopardy, because in my opinion, we're going to talk about this guy a little bit more in depth in a second. But a guy like EJ Speed hasn't really shown the capability of surpassing a guy like Franklin just for the similar fact, like I brought up the comparison between Bobby Wagner and Darius Leonard. Zaire Franklin's been in the system a little bit longer and he's got a little bit more experience under his belt. He's not necessarily the better player. Um, but we won't, we don't, we haven't seen enough of EJ speed to really, to know that yet. And so I think when you look at a guy, like I said, with, with Zaire Franklin, he's somebody that creates a quality uh, depth piece for you in case, you know, one of the starting linebackers were to go down. Um, he's not the greatest playmaker. As you said, Derek, he struggles a little bit while on the field. There's a reason he plays more special teams than anything. Um, and that's not an indictment on the guy that on the, the players that play special teams by any means, because they're just as much of, of an importance as, as any other position. But um, there's, like I said, there's a reason he's he's a little bit lower on the depth chart. And I think um, I think if he's not any, any sort of slips up and, and continues to sort of struggle, then I think that he can maybe get pushed down a little bit more or, or put to the practice squad. But I don't I don't see him being cut from this team um, yeah. just because the Colts don't have a ton of depth at the linebacker position. And he's certainly one of the quality pieces, as, as I've already mentioned. Yeah, because you know we you never can really rely on your on your guys actually being around forever. I mean, you know, Anthony Walker has remained relatively durable throughout his tank short tenure so far, and same with Darius Leonard. I mean, Darius Leonard obviously missed three games last year, but um, you know, for the most part, those guys have been around and not been hurt. But we can't always say that. Now let's talk about EJ Speed. Uh, EJ Speed is a very di- different kind of player, but he definitely brings a lot of shock value. A- another story of kind of like what Darius Leonard was, a guy from a, a from a school that not many people knew about, didn't know a lot about, but EJ Speed is a Darius Leonard prototype 2.0 when you talk about the athleticism of this guy. I mean, 6'5", 240 pounds and moves the way he does is incredible. I mean, people forget that EJ speed when he first came to college was trying out as a wide receiver. And, you know, he never really was a true wide receiver to start, but ultimately that's what they were training him at. So just the fact that you would get trained at that kind of position at a wide receiver lets you know he's got the speed. He's got the build to be able to make plays like that. So you know you're getting a athletic guy at linebacker. 6'5", 240 is insane. That's huge. And he really does have the speed. They were comparing his uh, combine stats and other stuff like that to Darius uh, Leonard's. And EJ was 
really close to everything Darius Leonard was at. He's just a bigger, uh, stronger version of Darius Leonard. And I saw a lot of videos this year of him working out. And obviously last season in the preseason, EJ Speed did a very good job. Um, He was averaging nine tackles uh, in the uh, preseason games. EJ Speed certainly looked like he was, you know, uh, being in a good spot. And with his speed, I mean, he ultimately was able to escape blocks that were supposed to be there and make plays in the run game. Now, what he's going to be able to do in the pass game going forward is just as important, and that's something he still has to work on, but he's still young, still a little inexperienced, but he did get some special teams work, which is good. You want somebody like that to get some special teams time because of his size and because of his speed and athleticism. I I definitely think... Andrew, that EJ Speed is a very interesting piece here because if he continues to understand the game a better at the linebacker position, he continues it. He's got already got the physical build to do anything that any linebacker can do. He just needs to get a little bit more familiar with the linebacker position because obviously he's still young and still inexperienced at that spot. But Andrew, what do you think here about EJ Speed. I, I really like this kid's potential going forward. Well, I think you hit a lot of really key points there with EJ Speed, Derek. I think, first of all, you mentioned his physical build, uh, 6'4", 220 plus pounds. He's got the physical traits uh, of a linebacker that, like you said, can completely wreak havoc if he becomes more or technically sound uh, in terms of his ability to be able to read offenses and make plays in the running game and, and within uh, zone coverage, as you mentioned as well. That's also important. The other thing with speed, though, that um, doesn't really cause me concern necessarily, but obviously something you mentioned, it's the lack of an experience. It's the lack of experience, I should say. Pardon me. That is monumental. It's important for a guy like speed who is as young as he is. When you have a guy like Anthony Walker that, that sort of floats uh, in between one of those middle linebacker positions. And then uh, I think he plays a little bit of Sam. I could be wrong there, but I think I've seen him a little bit of, in a little bit of a Sam uh, linebacking role in the past. And so I think when you have a guy like EJ Speed, because there really is no legit competition right now that I can think of, um, you know, if you guys can think of a linebacker maybe in the comment section that I'm missing that plays that, that primarily that Sam linebacking role, you know, please let me know. But right now I can't really think of one. Um, but with EJ Speed, I think he's got a good chance. As I mentioned, if he, be, if he becomes more mechanically sound and he becomes uh, better at just just being a, a, an elite linebacker in this league, you know, that's that's hard. I think it's hard enough coming into the NFL and, and trying to, to prove yourself at any position, uh, let alone a defensive position that's, an, that's as important as a linebacker. But when you come in and you're a late-round pick and there's not really a ton of expectations for you, I think in, in – in a way, um, I think that sort of increases your adrenaline, if you will, or EJ Speed's adrenaline, or, or it increases the the chance of him not making the roster just because, you know, he's a later round pick and there's not really too much to be expected of him. But I think down the road, similar to a, a, a Zaire Franklin, pardon me, that we just briefly mentioned, I think he's a quality depth piece for you. And I think if he works at it and becomes better, um, then I think he could potentially compete for the starting Sam linebacker position. Yeah, EJ Speed. I think he was a um he was either a fifth or a sixth round pick. I don't remember if, which one. I think it was a uh, I think it was a fifth. But um either way, yeah, EJ Speed late round guy, but definitely has the ability to make it there. One last guy we can quickly talk about here Andrew. Um 
It's Matthew Adams. Now I know Matthew Adams is more of a more of a secondary guy, but you know when we're looking at the potential for you know future safeties and stuff like that, we we obviously don't know what's up with Hooker yet, but we expect him to at least be there at the start. Obviously, um, you got George Odom and Kari Willis and other guys like that. And the corner positions all taken care of. So Matthew Adams ability to get on the field is not well, Matthew Adams. Yeah, he's not. So um, outside of that, I don't really know. You could talk Glasgow, but um, you know, Glasgow was more of a, a, a late round guy that's probably going to get some special teams. Um, I do want to ask you quick, Andrew, about Glasgow. Cause you know, Glasgow, was an intriguing one. He did play linebacker at Michigan. He was a special teams uh, guru because he had a bunch of blocked punts and other things of that nature. Um, do you think Glasgow can go anywhere outside of just special teams? Or do you think he's just going to be a special teams guy going forward unless the linebacker position goes extremely thin for us? Yeah, I, you know, for me, Glasgow, as much as I've heard Chris Ballard and Frank Reich mention and, and rave, really, as you mentioned, Eric, about how well uh, of a special teams player that Jordan Glasgow is, I think right now that's going to be his primary role. And then, you know, if something unforeseen happens uh, in the future with the linebacking core uh, or, or maybe Jordan Glasgow catches the eye uh, of one of the defensive uh, coaches during training camp, I don't really see him getting much of a look at any of the top linebacker uh, spots, whether that's Mike, Sam, or, or any of the outside or any of the uh, other positions rather. Uh, um, I think he's primarily going to be a special teams guy. Yeah. I'm thinking the same thing right away too. All right. That's going to do it for the linebackers position for the Colts. Uh, we hope you guys uh, uh, like this. We really appreciate all the support you guys have been giving us recently. Let us know what you think about Zaire Franklin and EJ speed and what you think about the position that Anthony Walker's in. Cause I want to be, see what you guys are uh, thinking about when it comes to, you know, how this position group breaks down after a while. So thank you guys again so much. We hope you enjoyed. And as always go Colts. 